Welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast. I'm your host, Billy Pollahan, and with me as always is the Edo to my Alita, Mr. Raul Rodriguez. Mm. Oh, that's an, Papa. Interest- <laughs> that, that, that's, that is an interesting, uh, an interesting setup. But yes, as always, I hear Raul Well, Rodriguez. I mean, I can't really say uh, Hugo. Uh, I thought you were going to say that I was Nova, though. I'm not going to curse you with that haircut. <laughs> Anyway, what's, will, up, what's up, guys? Maybe I will burn the Mona Lisa, though. Another <laughs> <laughs> reference. Yes, yes, wait, I get it. Anyway, <laughs> we've come to the end of another month. We did a lot this month. A lot of movies. I think that was the build-up to do as the last... This is technically the biggest Robert Rodriguez movie that he ever has made. Like, with it's the made the most budget money. And everything. Not only that, like this is like his blockbuster. I think a lot of directors they always have done like a big ass movie. We're doing a Lita Battle Angel. Yes, released on 2019. February 14th, 2019. The year that Star Wars and Game of Thrones have horrible finales. I remember that year. Valentine's Day. I remember that weekend and I remember the marketing for this movie. It was it was a pretty big marketing campaign. It too. had a really big ass marketing. What was the other movie that came out that weekend? Hmm. Mm. I do what, not wasn't know. that Jennifer Lopez movie called Second Act? Maybe it's that one. <laughs> Hold <laughs> on, let me let me look. No, that's the marketing. Just keep talking while I look. Yeah, this up. but I remember I didn't hear nothing about this, and then uh, uh, Dwayne told me about it. It was based on a manga. And then I went to, I think I went to a screening like a week or two before, before it came out. And I think it was a Starters uh, premiere or something like that. And uh, Starters, I remember that app. Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, I saw it in 3D in Beverly Hills. There was a real 3D building here, here in Beverly Hills and I got to see it there. Well, this I can tell was... you what it lost to on its second weekend. What? Which was How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Ah, that's why I was like, I I knew something came out, something big around Alita. Yeah, but this movie, I forgot how violent it is. And this movie's a lot of fun. But this movie has that YA problem that we went through the 2010s of... We promise we'll give you the answers in the next one if we get the budget. And we will see you many, many, many many times times in the sequel. In the sequel. Like, even nobody technically says that I will see you in the sequel. (laughs) I mean, you think that you thought we were going to retire that joke? No No such chance. Especially because we're doing Hunger Games later. That's why we. Oh, yes, yes. We are doing Hunger Games later in the year. Mm -hmm. If you know what's uh hunger games related you can probably guess mm-hmm. what time of what time of the year now not only that but um this is the most interesting also too because robert rodriguez is very good at budgets and i what was this movie like 150 or something million because 150 looked, to 200 million i guessed it this movie looks more like more than 250 that's the other thing that because Robert Rodriguez is very good at ten, uh, the, he used 
like a lot of the Weta stuff, but he, I think he also did a lot of the stuff that he already knew from the Spy Kids movies, but may make it way better because something the crazy was this movie was shot in Australia and in Austin, Texas too. <laughs> so it is technically part of the Austin it's universe. It's part of the Austin universe. But you, so you, can you know why <laughs> the visuals are so good. Mm-hmm. Because James Cameron produced it. Because it's from Weta too. And from he Weta. wrote it and mm-hmm. him and John Landau, who have produced the Avatar movies ever mm-hmm. since, they gave Rodriguez like 500 notes or something. So essentially, this is. Technically, it's like saying James Cameron did the movie. Pretty much. I definitely felt it was more of a James Cameron movie than a Robert Rodriguez movie, which we'll get into. And I'm going to say this this movie is way better than both Avatar movies. I said it. I'm sorry. But not as good as the Avatar show. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, the Avatar show is way better, though. Yep. This movie has so a lot of start? lore. This movie yeah, has a lot of fucking st- lore. Yes, so... Yeah, we're not going to be able to get into all of the no, lore. No, because but... it's so much lore. But technically, the movie starts with, like, this, for me, even when the first time I saw it, I'm like, this movie feels like the spiritual sequel to Elysium. Remember that movie, Elysium with Matt Damon? <laughs> Yeah, uh, with the the whole cloud city, like uh, any sh- sh- like technically shits junk, and we could get crystal walls, and he's like looking around and he finds the torso of this cyborg, and he adds a lot of like uh, a lot of parts to it to build Alita, and this is a thing that until Billy told me this a few hours ago. I always thought this movie more like a Dr. Frankenstein and Alita is the Frankenstein's monster because she's discovering the world. But then Billy said, this is technically James Cameron's Pinocchio. And I'm like, fuck. It took me three, four years to notice this. And (laughs) here's why I say it's more Pinocchio than uh, Frankenstein because Frankenstein is about regretting creating the monster and then the monster seeks revenge, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But in yeah. Alita, it's more so it's just there's a lot of themes of who am I? Identity is a very big part of this movie. Um, ambition. Be careful what you wish for is the big uh, message yes. here. Um, there's that un- unattainable fruit that is the or of temptation that is Zalim. Yes. In this movie. Will, oh, will Salem be Pleasure Island technically? Technically. And, um, you know, she disobeys a lot. Mm-hmm. And that often gets her into trouble. But there are reasons for it. And the fact that Christoph Waltz, who he is most famous for Inglorious Bastards. And Christoph Waltz was the villain in Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Yes, he was. <laughs> it's, very, it's, it's very poetic. That yeah. he would become a bad guy in a Pinocchio story. And I and just as a side note, I love the 26th century Fox. Yeah, because the story takes film. place in 2563. And so, this is one of the last movies yeah. before the Disney merger. When it was, it was. Mm-hmm. and I remember they tried to bury this movie. Yeah, they did. Like they did that with all the Fox stuff because they knew that they were going to buy out that studio mm-hmm. and they just decided, well, let's just, and ever since then they've just 
decided to just bury everything except for avatar obviously also just making another pinocchio joke imagine if alita every time that she died she went to hell and she had <laughs> talks to death like in your mother Toros one <laughs> <laughs> maybe but yeah everything is uh we get the text that uh talks about a war known as the fall mm-hmm. and that there is a city above the clouds it's called zalem mm-hmm. and it is held up by engineering and essentially uh everybody wants to go there it's the big uh and you can be forever young like in elysium you will be immortal forever yeah and below it is iron city so there is in fact iron men there (laughs) and that there are tubes that connect to zalem and there is no rapper child rapping chappies I just gonna bring it back to Neil Blancam. I missed. There's it. no Diane Wood. <laughs> Thank God. And yeah, um, there's this doctor named Ido, mm-hmm. and he makes cybernetic body parts for people yes. because in the future a lot of people are have cybernetic implants, like in the book of Boba Fett. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask about this about because I think I didn't read the manga. So all of the robots, like for example, in the race scenes, like uh, when they're doing the motorball, is that technically already like the last part of their humanity? Especially the ones that they only have the face. Or Pretty much, your human is mostly machine. Well, I thought it was machines that have human faces. No, it's it's quite the opposite. It is ah. humans and their Slowly becoming more machines. They are Based. Darth Vader's. Oh. They're more machine now than man. man. Twisted and evil. And evil. <laughs> yeah. Um. What happens is he rebuilds uh, our main character Alita, played by Rosa mm-hmm. Salazar, who is incredible in this movie. She's great. Yeah, she was the girl from Walking Dead in the Selena show for Netflix, right? Uh, no. Or is that another one? <laughs> that is another one, you racist. Hey, Mexican. That doesn't mean that. Uh, <laughs> she was in a show called Parenthood. Ah! That one. Okay. And she was also apparently in the first season of American Horror Story. I did not know that. That's the season that I but she had. Oh, she has appeared in... The Divergent series Insurgent and the last two Maze Runner movies, which we will never do. Oh yeah, she was in Bird Box. Forgot about that. The the Scorch. The Scorch. The Scorch. Yeah, but she is great, and she is rebuilt with this porcelain body. And mm-hmm. something you notice right away: the visual effects. Yes. Like there are so many things going on in the background. That the wide shots and this movie was beautiful to see in a theater. And the anime eyes. The anime eyes. They're not, um, they're seamless. They look good. I, I knew that a lot of people didn't saw it because they didn't like the eyes in the trailers. And the weird thing is when they show close ups of Lita, mm-hmm. it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like it seems superhuman. Like the hair you can tell has some cg stuff to it but for the most part uh like the skin and the eyes mm-hmm. they're pretty seamless you would think with it being big anime eyes that it would 
be incredibly distracting. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it is, but not really. Yeah, uh, so, so yeah, he that- he's like, I'm going to call you Alita since you don't know your own name. And you eat an orange just straight up. And he's just mm-hmm. like, here, you, you got to peel it. Not only that, it's also I like that he's a doctor that he does it for free. That he gets a lot of stuff like like fruits or like tamales, candy, whatever. I, I like that kind of like the little detail. Reminds me of that Hulu show, Deadbeat. <laughs> hmm. like, that guy always gets paid to hunt ghosts, but he gets paid with weed or food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also... Uh, Alita looks really damn good. Like the effects, the effects look amazing. Um, I like the way that she walks too. Like when you see a lot of those movies that they play a lot with CGI, you can notice the CGI. But here in the movie, flu- flows really well. So the other thing that we know is that Salem was the only city remaining during the fall. So they're hinting that there was a lot of cities, and Salem is the only one standing. Yep, and that it's this, everybody wants to go there because down in Iron City, it's bad mm-hmm. because we see later on in the movie that Earth is basically, there's not much left. Mm-hmm. And that if they get to Zalem, then they're good because that's where all the good stuff is. They can't use the tube system because they're not designed for humans. Mm-hmm. And we also meet a kid named Hugo and if you know what Robert Rodriguez looks like in real life, mm-hmm. this is basically what he looks like, like wardrobe wise, at least yes. like the, the black leather and the um, even the bandana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's even a, a guy with two metal arms that plays the Mex- uh, Spanish guitar. Yeah, that's how I knew it was Robert Rodriguez, because. Of that, and some people do speak Spanish in the background. And that's the other detail that I like also, too. A lot of, like, the stuff from, like, restaurants or the clinic were in Spanish. That's a lot of de- a tiny detail that I like, and they too. And then Hugo says, well, there's people from all different kinds of cultures here and stuff, mm-hmm. which is, that's a good thing because that's true to life in mm-hmm. the real world, too. And also, I like the other detail that, uh, what was it, that how Alita shows all of her emotions because it's technically kind of like it's the audience avatar technically kind of character like discovering this whole world ah uh, ah uh, i didn't say the avatar fan. yeah no, uh, and so i got your point and i like what i like that scene when hugo is buying her uh chocolate this is a big ass piece of chocolate though and she's like oh it's so good and i like the reaction of the, how she says it i was like oh i'm not gonna eat anything else yeah I don't even remember like everything in sequential order, but essentially, Alita is. Um, then you can she's going getting out. shown the world with the Doctor and Hugo, and then we get into I call it Jack the Ripper scene when we know that there's. Some... Oh yeah, because we saw a poster conveniently fly by. Yes. And before that, we also met Doctor Sheeran, played by the amazing Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. I think this is the first time we've talked about Jennifer Connelly as well. Yes, I always remember her as uh, the the girlfriend of Hulk in in Annalise Hulk. And I remember her from the Rocketeer and Labyrinth. Ah, Labyrinth. Yes, I and always forget she that she still was still looks, young. She still looks damn good. Hot. 
Paul Bettany, you are a lucky man. Let's just say, let's get that out of the way. But yeah, um, we need more she's just like more things right now. We need her in more things. Well, she just did Top Gun, which is one of the biggest movies uh, ever right now. So existed. I forgot that movie existed. I but guess what? Out. She was in it. So jokes on you. Uh, okay, <laughs> and then we we see that Hugo has this beautiful big ass motorcycle that is with one big ass truck of a wheel. Would it technically be a unicycle? Technically, it will be a future unicycle. Yes, and then. We know from context that Jennifer Connelly, her name is Sharon, and she's the ex-wife of the doctor, of Crystal Walls. Of Ido, yeah. Of Ido. Mm-hmm. And then and we, we also get through a lot of expository dialogue because that is something so much exposition. Yeah, that is a criticism I have for this movie. Is there's mm-hmm. a lot of because you can tell James Cameron wrote it because he doesn't know how to integrate exposition very well. He doesn't do it organically. No. No, most people do not talk like this, or it's not segued very well. Sometimes, mm-hmm. very few times it works. Sometimes he can, he's very good at subtle foreshadowing, mm-hmm. but this is not one of those movies. This is no, a lot of exposition. Because for the first conversation that we know from Shireen and the doctor, we know that she's at the motorboat. She creates a lot of the robots for the motorboat. They were together, and Alita's wearing the same body as their daughter before that's who never got the body for a two minute two, for a two minute talk that they have and so yeah. they we get introduced to hugo's friends and one of them is uh christian ronaldo from love simon the guy with the curly hair yes he was also in bumblebee yeah so that was that, that was, was in bumblebee. Th- that was why i noticed him i was just like oh yeah it's that kid because i hadn't seen love simon at that point and also, the other friend is Lana Condor, who you might know from uh, the uh, Netflix trilogy the of Tall Boys. Boys I've Loved Before. And Mona from Peer Liars is in there. She's the sister. Ugh. Either way, <laughs> she's popular among Gen Zeners. <laughs> and her one scene as Jubilee in the background in X-Men yes! Apocalypse, they totally shafted Jubilee yet again. Oh, Jubilee. One day we'll get the Jubilee spinoff. One day. No, we'll, one day we'll talk about the X-Men series and the original Fox X-Men series. Hopefully. Oh, that's going to be insane. <laughs> the only good one, technic- well, okay, no, there's really only three uh-huh. good ones. X-Men 2 and Days of Future Past are the best ones. That, the I, that's, I know, I know. Okay, yeah. Okay, and the first X-Men is actually okay. Yeah, and the first X-Men is okay. I will Everything else is just hot garbage to I just X-Men fucking 3. terrible. That's X-Men what I mean. Still. It's hot garbage. It's fun <laughs> hot garbage. Mm-hmm. And we then defend, it's just... Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Or Apocalypse. And I still will never see X-Men... Uh, or I will Dark never Phoenix? see Dark Phoenix or New Mutants. I will never Dark watch Dark Phoenix those. is not that bad. I will never watch it. I don't care. <laughs> We're getting off track. Anyway, let's go back to Zala. Well, it's, we're talking about a Fox movie before the Disney merger. Well, so that's, that's true, about. but let's go back to Iron City and learn about Motorball because this is the big sport, and essentially it's just roller derby. It's just futuristic it roller derby. <laughs> like murder ball? It's essentially just a giant... It's essentially just future... Uh, 
roller derby. Uh, you know what also reminded me, especially when they're playing in the middle of the movie, it reminded me of the first race of in Speed Racer with the Wachowskis. A little bit, but it's but not without as the zany color. And without colorful. the color with cocaine, like in the Wachowskis version. Yeah, and so Alita learns to be very good, and they also there's also a dog. It's a cute oh, dog. That's a okay. good scene. It introduces you right away that Alita will defend innocent lives. I and like also that, that she has like this uh, fight mechanism. You know how there's fight or flight. She's very much fight. And guess that and biggest she, robot from the Terminator movie. She's incredible. Uh, no, I think of uh, Ed Two Hundred Nine from RoboCop. Oh, it does look like the one from RoboCop. You know, yeah. halt. <laughs> <laughs> but she is incredibly flexible and just has these fighting capabilities Why that she didn't even know. Like, likes her because she's so flexible. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna get into that too. But Ido is just like, I don't want you out after dark. I don't want you going anywhere. And she's just like, yeah, of course. But of, uh, of course, Father, she's can lying. I on my own. I hate you. <laughs> it's also hard to describe because a lot of scenes, much like it's James Cameron movies, but there's also scenes where there's just no dialogues mm-hmm. happening and it's mm-hmm. just stuff happening. And I liked the time that she spent with Hugo. I also like the thing the guy from the Deadpool movies, the Ajax guy, that he has the guy, the Mayan calendar on his back in metal. That looks so fucking cool. Yeah, that was really cool. So uh, it does end up being at night because she keeps seeing that the doctor goes out and he showed up a little bit injured. He had a cut on his arm. Because it turns out he is a... It was oh, a bike messenger. He got cut off his psychic here in the arm. Oh, be quiet. No, <laughs> it's not. Soft. No, lady. <laughs> you know, no, he is a hunter warrior, which is essentially ah. a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really silly. It's like be- this guy. Better, he's bounty, a, better bounty hunters than Boba Fett? Well, so no. It's the fact that... No, no. It's Christoph Waltz. He's supposed to be like one of the best bounty hunters. But I'm like, really? This guy? Especially when you see his weapon, it's just a rocket hammer. I thought okay. it represented that he was dead because it looks like a thing from like death. And he just looks like every shady pedophile with the fedora and the long coat, trench coat. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's really that's his badass disguise. Whatever. But he's the good guy. Yes, because we had other hunter warriors. One of them is i'm looking up the character's name right now um i think the guy with the calendar my, uh, my, uh, oh no grishka yeah the big who one. is played by rorschach himself jackie earl haley that's why that face look familiar little yeah. flea <laughs> and you know he does the rorschach voice because you know that's just his voice there's uh another one zapan who is uh um, the first Dario Naharis from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. There's even one with Isaac Gonzalez where she sort of looks like this praying mantis sort of thing. There's yeah. a lot of people in here, but uh, they gang up on Christoph Waltz. They they trap him. It's a trap. And it is a trap. <laughs> and he looks like he's going to get his ass easily handed to him. And the guy but then that looks like Simo Holman, but it's not really Simo Holman. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, Alita comes in 
and then it triggers a flashback with another big-eyed person who is an uncredited Michelle Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. So another Rodriguez in this production. But she's fighting on the moon. Yep. And it's like lasers and shit. And she kicks Gerwishka's arm off. Like, goes down and gets his arm off and then manages to kill Isaac Gonzalez by kicking her head into the wall by beheading her. Mm -hmm. But she had a bounty on her, so it's fine. And And then she's just like, oh, yeah, you wanted to tell me about this? And he's just like, yes, I do it to collect the money because, honestly, the clinic would have shut down by now. But also, we learn some backstory. We know the backstory, and I love that the doctor is like, oh, but she's like, you know, no, you know everything about me. Who am I? Where I'm coming from? I'm technically a mystery boss character. <laughs> like I don't know nothing about me, and I always I have to say it, I'm a little Skywalker. That was the movie how we have ended though. But we know, and then you we don't know just have power; you have his power. His power. <laughs> yeah, Nova. That was for the sequel. You come from nothing, Alita. You're nothing. But not to me. No, your parents chose to be nothing. No, Nova threw you away like garbage. <laughs> Literally, because she was in the garbage in the junkyard. Oh my god, get <laughs> out of a, here with that she's shit. She's a little anyway. from, no, from nowhere. <laughs> uh, are, we gonna, yeah. are we gonna recap this movie, or are we just yeah. gonna go on fucking tangents? No, it is a tangent, because... Well, more tangents than usual. The usual. It's the new season. It's probably because we're recording... Uh, so late. Much later than we usually do. It's new season, new rules, New York. <laughs> yeah, but I'm stop this fucking stream <laughs> right now. Yeah, so we get the, the flashback that the doctor uh, uh, lost her daughter, lost her daughter, killed by Casper Van Dien, his twenty second cameo in the movie. The uh, Rico from um, Starship Troopers. If you don't know about that movie, you should. It was a huge movie in the 90s. Yes. And essentially, he just he robbed him and then punched his daughter really, really hard. She was in a wheelchair. Yeah, so it's technically uh, Christoph Walsh has the same motivation as Tobin Bell in Saw 4. Someone, He's essentially a, a, a trying to be... A game to kill someone and then he go and gets revenge. Yeah. It's the Batman thing it's where Batman he's doing thing. it to avenge his dead uh loved one because he can't fill the hole and properly grieve mm-hmm. he doesn't even look that choked up about it though so i don't know yeah which makes so- me sad because christoph waltz is usually a very very good actor here he's just kind of okay they don't really give him much to do but when the, they do we know that elite is 300 years old because she was in the battle of the fall that's the thing that we can piece up from the flashbacks yeah and he's like you have this fighting style that is uh, now de- deceased it's called Panzerkunst and essentially your body is a weapon then we get the whole punch uh, doing karate in the mirror scene mm-hmm. which is, is a good scene. awesome but there's like it's hard to describe because a lot of stuff just happens and there's a lot of, a lot of lore in this movie yeah there's so, there's so much lore and it's kind of hard to keep up with the movie, the stuff that's happening, and yeah, explain the context. Yeah, because kind of like the story, but the thing is, 
we're gonna try whatever we can, but I also like this kind of like thing when Alita, she's like, I'm gonna find answers if you don't tell me, father. And then she immediately goes with Hugo to see a mortal ball game. I'm, I'm going like, to the park to loiter. Yeah. Vroom, vroom, he shows up on, of course, he gets like a motorcycle. But essentially, Hugo um, explains professional motorball. And he works with the pit crews because mm-hmm. that's his whole thing. He takes jobs because he works for the doctor as well. He he takes a bunch of jobs. We saw in a scene earlier that his whole goal is he wants to get the Zalem. And Everybody he even has the somewhere. fucking Aladdin house where he's just <laughs> like, it's got a great. No, he does the Aladdin thing where he goes, it's got a great view. No, not down in the city up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just imagine Hugo. Will you trust me? Can you trust me? <laughs> he would have been a much better Aladdin. The world. <laughs> he would have been a good Aladdin, to be fair. But the guy that did Aladdin was okay. It was really good. Yeah, he he was fine, but that movie was hmm. so unnecessary. Like all the Disney remakes. I'll say that the Aladdin remake was way better than the Beauty and the Beast remake. And both of those were much better than the Lion King remake. Yeah, that the Lion King remake is... You mean Gus ever. Van Sant's The Lion King. Yes. You knew you were thinking it too. But anyway, back to the fucking plot. We it see professional motorball and it, so it does turn into Speed Racer for some reason. Yes. And a lot of awesome visual effects. A lot of colors. And once again, the color purple, not the movie, is prominent in this movie. That's another reason how I knew it was Rodriguez because he loves purple. He loves purple. Yeah, that's a good observation, though. I Until you said it was like, that's true. Purple does predominate a lot on his movies, though. Especially with our main character in this case. Mm-hmm. Purple often represents, like, royalty and uh, in people of importance usually dress in purple. We get into the Man of Steel slash Prometheus scene when Alita goes to the ship. To find the, the well, no, no, no. We also learned. Uh, we also saw the Jai Courtney cameo. Yes. And we also saw. Oh, we forgot about Vector. Oh yes, Ma- yes, yes. Mahershala, uh, Mahershala Ali, Ali. Mm-hmm. looking like well, what he's probably gonna look like for Blade. Mm-hmm. With the wind, John Snow. Yes, and we also see that Nova. He's essentially a lackey for this Nova character, who's mm-hmm. a scientist up in Zalem played by an uncredited Edward Norton. And yeah. I don't need to say Edward Norton's filmography. That man has done a lot. He was Hulk? He was well, American History X, if you really want to go Fight hardcore. There, there's a, there's a, he's done a lot. Yeah. Sausage Party. <laughs> oh! As, as the fucking Jewish bagel. And just in Sausage Party. <laughs> oh my god. Where he just does a bad Woody Allen impression. Well, and also he he burned the Mona Lisa and Glass Onion. Well, thanks for spoiling Glass Onion, you fuck. Ah, you already saw it. I did, but maybe somebody else hasn't. They don't know. I not well, they know. The well, they know now. I'm not saying who the killer is. That's true. That's true. But anyway, uh, we see the pictures <laughs> and stuff, and then uh, and we know about the ship that is was. That Alita was part of the United Republic of Mars. Her technology. Erm. The cyber. The arm. I love how they're just like... Uh, they make it sound so lame. Yeah, like he, the way that the actor was like, the arm made you. And I'm like, 
you trying to say um oh, um? <laughs> yeah, but, it's a lot of this movie again is expository dialogue, but then they're just like nobody can go down there, and then she just plops right down there. She doesn't even float; she just sinks down there because she's a cyborg, and then is she just. Scary? And then she pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Curse of the Black Pearls, yes. her way into the Man of Steel um, Prometheus. Prometheus ship. And then and it's, that, uh, I was expecting a fucking Jor-El hologram to come and say, I'm your father. <laughs> yes. Not only that, when you said that she went down. They even do the, the suit reveal like in Man of Steel. I know. But also when you said that she goes to the water because she's so heavy. I'm like, it's because she's made of titanium. Like Megan. Get out, go away. <laughs> just just go away. <laughs> okay, so he we get revealed that she was a berserker. Technically was the most advanced cyborg of the arm. And then Alita goes to assign herself to be a bounty hunter. Cause she wants to get the money. Oh, don't forget that she cool. ended up getting a berserker body. As well, she just carries it, and she's just like, "Hey, um, you know, put me in this body." And he's just like, "No." And then he explained the berserker. And he's just like, "You are drawn to conflict and violence, mm-hmm. and this would make you pretty much the perfect weapon." Mm-hmm. That is why I'm never going to do that. And she's just like, "Fine, whatever. I'm just going to go out and uh, become a hunter warrior myself." Not only I'm going to get my sort of boyfriend to help me register. Yeah, not only that, but also she is kind of, I like that kind of decision, though, because she's going to be like, I'm going to rebel, and then it's going to bite her in the ass. And she's like, okay, but you got to introduce the solution before she gets bite in the, in the ass. I like, I like that kind of like that thing. And then she goes into the bar with all of the bounty hunters, and then we get Including one of them played by Frank Lapidus from Lost as yes, uh, the dog guy. Yes, that guy looked familiar, and I'm like, is that the guy from Lost? Yes, and that was so cool. Who he worked with in uh, uh, the first Machete movie. We don't get Danny Trejo, um, Machete will have been an interesting cameo. In that bar, that was... I'm really really surprised Danny Trejo didn't make a cameo. Mm -hmm. Or Antonio, or Selma, or... like. But he has certain actors that he has worked with before. He has Mm -hmm. to have somebody he's worked with before. So it continues that trend. Yeah, not only that... That, that would have been in, not even the spikes though. Not nope. even none of the spikes. It is interesting that none of them showed up. But then we get into the bar fight, and I like then when Gorishka, uh, the, the, uh, yeah. when he arrives, I love that Alita gets the motivation like John Wick style because the dog dies. Well, because- also, Gorishka actually works for Jennifer Connolly and Vector. Yeah. And uh, he got pretty messed up in the last battle, so they just upgraded him. They took one of the roller derby or uh, motorball players. people's mm-hmm. player. They essentially jumped his for his weapon, and then he got burned oh, in the face of the Oh, he's basically a car. He has more metal. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but you know one of the body hunters that is in the bar? Mm. It's played by, uh, his name is Rick Yoon. He was the bad guy in the first Fast and Furious movie. Cool. The one with the uh, illegal DVD players, because that was the height of two thousand one. That was that was the height of two thousand one technology back in the day. Uh, But they also thought. Remember in Spy Kids when they opened the car, it opens by itself. 
Yeah. You re remember when the Fast and Furious movies were about cars? And Apparently they're stuff? going back to that, which is good. Yeah. Let's and hope we... Fast X is good. Made by Incredible Hulk director Louis Latrier. Ah, we get back to Edward Norton. Edward Norton, yeah. But like you said, John Wick thing happens. Well, first she starts a bar fight. Yes. Because and that's another thing. What's up with Rodriguez and bars? He has a thing for just shady places and bars and causing fights. I'm pretty sure somebody crashed through a window at some point. I'm pretty sure. I'm not certain. Well, we do get we do get broken glass because they break they break the bar. Yes. I'm pretty sure maybe Robert Rodriguez, this is the only thing that maybe he's knocking. Like, he was like, I want this whole scene to be in a bar. And James Cameron was like, fine. Can you can put this in a bar. Yeah, like, well, he has a weird fascination with bars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we get into we get into the fight with Goriska and Alita. After he kills a dog as well. And that makes dog. Frank Lapidus very mad. Yes. Because he has a bunch of mechanical dogs as well. But I also like this fucking, like, the way that the arms place into, like, four different tubes and, like, it's all, like, different metals and it goes into a circular way. It's kind of like a blender. like in It's great trailer shots. Yeah, it's a good trailer shot. But I love that Alita technically gets sliced and diced, technically, by Kroviska. And I love that she's No, she still... literally gets Anakin Skywalkered. Yeah, because she only has, like, one arm standing in that. I like and he that. had the high ground. Ah, oh, goddammit, yeah, he had the high ground. See, uh, I can yeah. make jokes too, motherfucker. Yeah, go, go, go. <laughs> Even though I, I'm surprised that we're doing some words. Yeah, but then after this, I like that she still has a lot of energy to destroy the his eye. And I'm like, was that for Quentin Tarantino? For Kill Bill? Well, no. Oh, in Kill Bill. Okay, I was like, Quentin Tarantino's feet. But no, she sticks her no remaining hand. Movie. She she sticks her remaining porcelain hand yeah. right in his eye hole. And then it's it, like he manages to go off because Lapidus comes in and mm -hmm. sets him on fire and puts the dogs to him. Yes. But he manages to escape again. But then uh, Ido is like, okay, I guess I'll put you in the body now. Because then he can obligate it because of the plot. Because I have this, and the body looked like when we first saw it that it was Man of Steel esque. Yeah. And now it's got like even Kryptonian micro uh, technology. Nanotech. It's mm -hmm. always nanotech. It's like poetry. And it made her. Super flexible and super strong, strong enough that she can and lift her entire her. body with one fucking finger. It's awesome. Yeah. And then and she goes yeah. up to show off her new body to Hugo. And... She's just like, hey, I know you want this. And she has a thing. She has that cute little, uh, it's like that young love where they can't stop smiling at each other. They have really good chemistry, too. Not only that, because she immediately she's like, "Oh, you need the money, like to go to Salem." It was like, "Here you go. I'll give you my heart. You can." Because they established that her heart uh, is powerful enough to run the electric in Iron City for years, mm -hmm. and he's like, "This technology should not exist anymore. Mm -hmm. You are the last of your kind. So you're essentially Superman." 
Yeah. This Kryptonian, I mean, uh, Erm technology, <laughs> Berserker technology. She gets her super suit, which is purple, too. And it does, it's very good aesthetic. So we're seeing that this is Robert Rodriguez's Superman? Kind of. Again, it feels more like James Cameron's Pinocchio. You can definitely tell that James Cameron got the effects budget. Like, Imagine full Alita gear. sequel directed by Zack Snyder. That would be pretty awesome. But he's that, already doing his own thing with. Uh, I know that the Rebel, Rebel Moon. Moon. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. Ah, uh, and so then we know when then we see that. Um, Jennifer Kennedy's character. This is one of the moments that that we that's the thing. Nova is such a mysterious character. Nova can possess other people from Salem, technically. And this is the thing that I don't know because is technically is he possessing the people because they're partly cyborg through technology or just possessing them because he's that powerful? I believe it was the former. Okay, just because he's powerful. Yeah, and I thought of another thing that he kind of looks like. He kind of looks like Dr. Wily's less successful successful brother. Dr. Wily is the Mega Man villain that yeah. essentially looks like Einstein. And yeah, we made a joke uh, that he looks like Dr. Nefario from Minions. Despicable me, yeah. <laughs> because of the goggles and stuff, but it's just it's it's funny to also, me. I'm like Going back to it, the thing about fairy tales, because you said about Pinocchio, when Nova is possessing um, um, Maharshala Ali, it's like, a, you, Gorbiska, you're going to go back. And the thing about the blue eyes, I was like, a, yeah, I need you to destroy her and bring her her heart. And I'm like, so is this not white all of a sudden? Because bring the, me the so, witch's broom. No, and the heart thing. Like, uh, he's technically the hunter. Well, so, then I guess if we're going Wizard of Oz, Tin Man got pretty badass. I, I, just throwing it out there. So we're saying that Hugo is a scarecrow because he gets the most fucked up. Well, he doesn't really have a brain. <laughs> yes. Also, Jennifer Connelly's character incredibly selfish and knows it and is openly like, hey, I'm with the bad guys now. Stay out of my way. Or we will strip you for parts. Because this is the thing that gets introduced right away. Everyone will do whatever it takes to get to Salem. To Salem. And I'm like, what is Salem has to offer? Because it's technically kind of like a... Like Utopia. It's like a Utopia, like Elysium. And I'm like, are you? they're going to say like in the movie Elysium that everybody's immortal there? Or it's just, it's so beautiful and only rich people can live and you have unlimited food? I wonder what will happen if we ever get a sequel about this. But then we get into, after this, this is when we get into the motorball race. Yeah, Lena because is, she registers to be a motorball player. So she went from bounty some, hunter to a racer. Well, I mean, she's still technically a bounty hunter, but still. Yes. She's multi-jobs, multi-jobs. It's part of the You, got, you got to in this economy. Yes, you have to in this economy. All right, so... And then we get Vector saying, so I was like, I will pay 500000 uh I don't know if it's dollars or not, uh, for the one that kills Alita. And, and it's all these hunter warriors. Mm-hmm. And then we get a pretty awesome sequence where, oh yeah, and she just instinctively knows 
uh, how to fight. Yes, as well. It's because it's of just the it's in her DNA, mm-hmm. and also for and plot reasons. Plot reasons. That's then, the main reason. And then Hugo gets technically uh, blame of the of of a death of one of the players technically that is not in the race, but it's technically so Ajax puts a bounty on him, so he has. To oh no no no! They were. So it turned out that Hugo and uh, his friend, the curly-haired guy, uh, it turns out they were doing jobs for Vector by scrapping him for scrapping people for parts Mm. for Vector's projects and getting money on the side. Yes, and they're just like, "Yeah, I bet you wouldn't like to tell your uh, girlfriend that." Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, apparently now she can feel stuff, and there's a whole scene in the rain and the neon lights in the background and they kiss each other and it's like, yay, go, Hugo, get some, my dude. And she even says, she's, she even says, it doesn't bother you that I'm not human. He's just like, you're the most human girl I've ever seen. I'm like, ugh, (sighs) get a room. You two. It's It's implied that they fuck as well. Yes. And because this is a Disney movie, maybe we wonder, which would be weird because it's essentially like a child. Cause she doesn't know anything. But then I, again, I, she is 300. But she, you get into the Twilight Paradox, she's technically 300 years old. Yeah. Technically, you are right. But it's technically a machine having sex with a human. That's a lot of layers. Uh, Deadpool guy uh, ends up killing somebody they were uh, robbing. Yes. And his friend. Who is have who is much less morally ambiguous? Hugo is just like I only do this stuff because I have to. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And, and they're just I like, like when the race is happening, and I like the narrator saying, "I was like, uh, and then she goes number ninety nine with the face of an angel, ready for battle." And I'm like, ah, she said it. He said, it. <laughs> <laughs> roll credits, and then we get see that Alita magically Alita has a phone in her head, like in the Avengers. She immediately, she's like, who is like, a, they're trying to kill me. Please save me. And she's like, I'll go and save you. And I love how the whole, ra- all of the people are still following to kill Alita. And I love the narrator still narrating <laughs> for the race. I never seen a race like this before. I cannot believe we're so many people are getting so much action for it. Just, uh, it's not even the champions yet. It's not even the championship yet. And um, then we get into... The fight scene with uh, Ajax kills the the guy from Los Simon. He's placing him in half, and then then he blames Hugo on it, and then or he gets Hugo he to blame on it. He's just Hugo. like because he wants to put a bounty on him he to draw out Alita, mm-hmm. and so he can kill him. So Alita, because she already knows the rules, because she learned the rules so fast of being a bounty hunter. Oh yeah, that's another thing. It's illegal to use a gun. That's like yeah. a sacred rule that nobody breaks. So Deadpool guy, uh, he has this awesome sword, this yes. Damascus sword, and it can slice through pretty much anything. And especially in Alita's hands where she's got the power of her heart mm-hmm. integrated with her body. And yeah, that's essentially just like taking a blowtorch to butter. But what happens is they they end up going to the library, which is where they register. It's like it's like in John Wick. It's the Continental. It's 
uh, yes. tallowed grounds. They don't go inside it. Yeah, and then so then we get the reveal that because of what Ajax is of putting the Hugo in the for a bounty, he has to die. No, no hunter can hide the bounty, and so he has to die. And so they're like a. Alina's just like, why? Why are you doing this? I was like, a, I was like, a, I did it. I did tour people for money. And also, I'm sorry, but I love you. And we see that Jennifer Connery seeing it from afar. And she doesn't say anything. She's just like, I'm going to keep it. Technically, there's a secret. And and then when she technically says, uh, says this to Vector, and I was like, why you let her go? I was like, because I'm a doctor. I'm human. And I was a mother. And I'm like, is she really talking to Vector or she's talking to Nova? Because this is the other thing that you wonder because he's wearing the sunglasses. To be fair, Nova is incredibly smart and he is mm-hmm. he's pretty much got everybody under control. Yes. Because he can invade their body essentially. He is the pup he, oh my god, he's like the puppet master or like god in the last seasons of Supernatural. Pretty much. Yeah. Except he seems much more competent and he does not tolerate failure. That's mm-hmm. another thing that they make it very clear that he is. He does not mess around. Yeah. And then we know from context that if you were burning the ground, you can never go to Salem. Doesn't matter how much money you win. The only people that maybe has guaranteed going to Salem is if you win the championship at the motorball. Which is another reason why she applied to be a professional motorball player. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of the most interesting things that I la- the for me that I wonder how fast was this surgery that Jennifer Connelly, she's like, I can help you save him. Technically, they cut out his head, Hugo's head, and he's keeping it alive by Alita's robot heart. Yep. And then he's just like, oh, that's a cute trick, but it won't work. And yet the big machines the centurions mm-hmm. are just like trying to steal another bounty is illegal get your hand mm-hmm. off her now and so she just takes the sword slices his face off and he's just like my face my face they might just be entirely cyborg at that point because we do see the inside is mm-hmm. and then after this we see that the doctor re- uh technically gives hugo a body and it was like, uh, oh, he... It's not a great body, but it's no. it's something. And then Alita goes to see Vector. And uh, Alita's like, you were never going to send him to Salem. And I was like, yeah, especially after you have done to me, you destroy all of my champions, and you even chase the heart of Dr. Sharon. And for me, this was... I didn't notice that the first time I saw this movie until now. That Tenika and Jennifer Connelly they killed her off screen and they only kept her eyes, her brain, and her hands in a case, in a glass case, like a biology thing. And I'm like, this is fucking Yeah, cool. because uh, she's just like, I'm out. And he's just like, wait, it's time I sent you to Zalem. And so mm-hmm. she does get sent to Zalem in pieces. For Nova's, exp- in, for Nova's experience. Because <laughs> as Vector says, he says, because nobody actually goes to Zalem. It's all bullshit. I just mm-hmm. say that so I can just get more money. So Zalem's- your little boy Hugo's dream of going to Zalem, mm-hmm. it's all for nothing. It's all a lie. 
Mm-hmm. And so she fights uh, Garwishka, who's back. But since she has a new advanced body, she easily beats him. So yep. literally slices him in half. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then Alita talks to Nova. Through Vector. Through Vector. And I was like, oh no, we finally mean Alita. You exceeded my expectations. I was like, oh, the other way to enjoy immortality is to watch others die. And I'm like, damn it, Cameron, that's a good line. I was like, that, that, that is, is a pretty a, good line. It is a pretty good line. And, and then Alita, she's like, oh yeah. And then she kills Vector. And I'm like, she's like, you just lost a puppet. And I was like, and he's just like, oh, that looks fatal. By yeah. the way, I was like, that, I'm the everywhere. Because like, until next time, remember, I see everything. We'll meet many, many more times in the sequel. And she has the trailer line of, you made one simple mistake. You underestimated me. And yeah. then she goes, because Hugo's trying to go to Zalem. He's literally trying to climb up the tubes which they established that earlier, and we know that there are some uh, buzzsaw Me- blades for defenses. Very Mr. Burns that it could be easily activated by a button. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> and then uh, we see that Nova is watching, and mm-hmm. he activates it. But not or before that, Alita convinces Hugo to stop, come with me, and we'll he's like well but we'll be on the run and she's just like who cares we'll be together and mm-hmm. then the buzzsaw happens and hugo tries to jump but he gets freaking anakin sliced yep oh and yeah then- and she has the damascus sword now so and- she does that by the edge and she's holding onto his arm but his arm is slowly he's ripping out ripping out so She's just like, I'm going to pull you up slowly. And then he goes, he just says, thank you for everything. You saved me, essentially. Mm-hmm. But it's already too late. He His obsession basically killed him. Yep. In quotes, because he goes into the clouds and I'm like, maybe he died. No, he's, he's pretty dead from there. Uh, you don't know. We, we, we're in this era that no one is really gone until you see the damn body completely dead. Somehow, well, he, he did a fall from how high again? Somehow, Hugh has returned. The yeah, I'm, Papa I'm pretty sure he'll be dead. That far. They make Papa it very clear that he is dead. And then we see that a few months go by, and we're, no, we're told a few months has gone by. Yeah, and we see that Alita is already in the Champions League. And she's like, oh, she has beaten up so many them, so many people. And she now, she's part of the Champions League, just lifts up her sword. We just see Nova from afar, seeing, and we just go into Alita's eye and be like, sequel? In quotes? Yeah, they leave some loose ends. Yeah. Not many, but they do leave some stuff open for sequels. Mm -hmm. So that was Alita, that long-winded Tangent. mess of an episode. Much like Alita, it's a bit of a mess. It is a bit of a mess. We have to admit it. But, but I will mess. say um, it's awesome that this is Rodriguez's highest-grossing film, made $405 yeah. million, which might just be enough. Hopefully it is. Uh, they swear they're making the sequel, whether it happens or not. 
I don't care. We got this awesome mess. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will say it's action sequences, the visual effects, and um, yeah, much like on the Wikipedia and what critics have said and Rosa Salazar's performance are all very, very good. Especially because it's all CGI performances. So only her and Andy Serkis are the only good ones getting a pass. Completely CGI. It even ended on the close-up of the eye Mm -hmm. with Planet of the Apes, like you can tell. They were both made by Weta. Yeah, and the problem is they cram a lot of exposition and lore into this, so the screenplay could have been better. This feels like two movies into one movie. Or it feels like a whole season of a TV show in one movie. I believe it's based on one book of Mm -hmm. the manga series. It's not called Alita Battle Angel, but... I think uh, it's called Gun or something, I think, already in the credits. Well, because I was like reading them all the way to the end. Yeah, but the movie looks beautiful. The action is amazing. It's shockingly violent. I I also like that. There's also some bloodshot. Like I wish that maybe they it would it would have gotten a little more though. Like a little more violent and maybe some some sex. It would have been more interesting. But at the same time. Like you said, you can notice all of the James Cameron problems as a screenwriter. But I cannot deny Robert Rodriguez did, did this movie a lot of fun, though. This movie flows. I was never bored, though. Because there's some movies that, that you can feel with this much lore that it feels like this movie is like talking you down. This movie didn't feel like that, though. It flowed yeah. pretty well. So my story behind this is... This was Valentine's Day weekend. I didn't have a Valentine. I was just like, you know, I'm just going to go see a movie. I might as well see Alita Battle Angel because they were promoting it everywhere. And I thought this is going to be stupid, but at least I'll pass some time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know Robert Rodriguez directed it Mm -hmm. because they would only say from producer James Cameron. Yeah. They would only promote his name because and this was the last movie before the Disney Fox acquisition. Mm hmm. So this was kind of an important deal. And I knew that Disney was going to get Fox. Mm -hmm. And now it's no longer Fox. It's just 21st Century Studios, which is bullshit. I'm still calling it Fox. You will never let me... You will never hear me say another name, but I will always call it Fox. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I saw this movie and I was just like, holy shit, that was fun. That was much better than I expected it to be. Yep. And then lo and behold, it is now sort of grown this cult following. Mm-hmm. And I remember sometimes you will get make Alita two happen, or make Alita two on mm-hmm. like the hashtags, and I am one of those people. If we can get a sequel, that'd be great. But if we don't, I'm okay with that as well, because yes. I had a great time and it really felt. The problem is, I felt like this was more of a James Cameron project than a Robert Rodriguez. I feel like they just brought him in because. He's a very capable director. He's very good with a budget, like you mm-hmm. have said. We have said many, many times. And it was basically just a way for him to be like, hey, let's get you a movie in theaters before you decide to just go full streaming. Yeah. Well, not only that, it's also like, uh, it's also like this was before or how everything has changed. Because I even, we were talking about this even before we did this movie, and I'm like, I think it would be better instead of doing a sequel movie, just do like 10 episodes to close the story. 
and it will have it will have more time to flesh out Alita and all of the lore. Because I don't if all of the setups that we're getting for a sequel, because then we're promising that we have to see Salem in the sequel. We have to see that and we have to get into a lot of flashback of like how Nova got to have that kind of power. And if we're hinting a lot of a fight between them, there's gonna be one, but then you cannot finish the whole story in just in part two. You're technically doing that it has to be a part three. Yeah, so a trilogy. Gotcha. It has to be a trilogy. If not, if you don't want to do two movies, at least do 10 episodes just to close the whole story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I like this movie. I know, like you said, that it doesn't feel it, it doesn't feel like Robert Rodriguez. It feels like I don't see the James Cameron, but I do see the screenplay things until now that you said it. This movie is a weird kind of like this try to describe it though. Because I also feel that Robert Rodriguez is doing a lot of Blade Runner too. And Wachowski is a There's a lot of influences, but that's just also just anime in general. Also because the Wachowski's got inspired by anime. So that's why you Well yeah, that's why they made Speed Racer. Yeah. And the Matrix was inspired too by anime too. Oh yeah. Um, But what I can say is that I had a fun time watching it. I like this movie more than I dislike it. It has a lot of problems, but Yes. I don't care. It's not a perfect movie. Doesn't need to be, but Doesn't it's just a it's a fun time. I I recommend it. I you want to rate this it. thing or do you have any closing thoughts? I will give this movie a a really solid 8. Hmm. Okay. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to second that. 8 is it's a good solid number. It's good enough. And especially because you said that thing the only loose thread is about Nova though. Because the movie ended in a pretty good note. Now that you're thinking of it, now, now that you said that, that's why I'm also giving it the eight. Yeah, it's it still works as a standalone movie, but yeah. If it wasn't for the Nova um, setup, mm-hmm. I think we'd be well. Okay, the Nova and the flashback setup. It doesn't necessarily answer every question, but mm-hmm. it it did leave some threads open to sequels. But for the most parts itself, it is a self-contained story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that concludes Robert Rodriguez month. That was a lot. It was. And next month is just going to be just as much. Mm-hmm. Because as voted by you guys, we are doing 90s blockbusters. Ah! And for three of these episodes, we are going to do pretty much those entire movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Luckily, it's just two, two, and three. Mm-hmm. But the first week... We are going to continue the thread, I guess, of Mexican stuff with the mask and legend of Zorro. So this is the big thing. These are the movies, or the first one at least, is the reason why Antonio Banderas got Puss in Boots. Oh man, no, it, it is... We're going into the fun '90s stuff. Unfortunately, we are not doing the Mummy. We gotta, oh, we gotta, pre- uh, we gotta it. preference that. Yeah, we gotta preface that because that deserves its own series. Yes. Because that train wreck of a whole series, but the Brendan Fraser uh, Mummy movies, it's in the same vein as those. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see what holds up, what doesn't hold up, and the sequel uh, movies. So yeah. 
join us next week for the 90s blockbusters month with the Zorro movies. Until then, where can the good people find you, buddy? You can find me as always at RobertRDC on Twitter, Instagram, and on Letterboxd at RobertRDC. Please follow the podcast on SYNSPod on Twitter. And you, buddy? Yes, you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at MasterofPuns196. Every word starts with a capital letter. You can also follow me on Instagram at BillyBatsonsLightning. Nothing is capitalized. And once again, you can follow our Twitter at SYNSPod. And you can give us a five star and just write a review on Apple as well as just give us a review and just uh, listen to us on Google, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Anchor, wherever podcasts are listened to. And as always, see you next summer. Dun, 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 dun.